and welcome. You are listening to the OlgeenScene.com podcast. OlgeenScene.com podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the easiest way to get your stuff online. Merry Merry Christmas Christmas and and Happy Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Today on the OlgeenScene.com podcast, we're going to talk about Christmas traditions. And this ain't your granny's Christmas tradition of giving you an itchy Christmas sweater. We're going to talk about some unusual Christmas traditions from around the world. Oh boy. Here we go. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Yay. Yay. (laughs) All right. So today we're going to talk about odd Christmas traditions from around the world. Crystal, did you have any Christmas traditions that you would think are unusual? Um, I had pretty normal Christmas traditions growing up, I think, like going to take pictures with Santa and stuff like that. Um, I guess the one thing that my mom used to do was make a long Christmas list of all of the presents I was opening and who they were from. <laughs> kind of like you would do at a shower, you know, we'd send thank you gifts later. <laughs> it's like a reverse Christmas list. Like you make the stuff, but you, you inventory the loot rather than ask Santa for what you want. Yeah. And then I'd take like a final photo that displayed all my Christmas gifts for that year that we'd be able to put in the album and show that I got that fun Christmas sweater from Aunt Matilda or whatever. <laughs> and I'd have that one picture that we take every year. So that's kind of weird, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess that makes more sense when you were a kid and there was like presents from aunts and friends and whatnot. But you still did this up until a year or two ago. <laughs> <laughs> Even last year, I, I think. still make you do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm usually in the picture like, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's kind of strange. Um, lately, since we got RunKeeper on our phones, um, we like to go around the Arboretum and pretend to make a Christmas tree or a heart, depending on the season. You mean make one? Uh, not make one. How do you describe um, tracing if, out if, a path so that it were, shows an overhead map of where you've been? Yeah, as if you were tracing out a path through the snow, but we do it with the GPS so that it records where you're walking around. And <laughs> and you could draw out shapes, you could write stuff. Now, the trick is trying to figure out where you are on the ground in respect to, you know, the sky. So you could make the shape of a Christmas tree, which is a really weird shape when you think about <laughs> it. <laughs> and we try to make it really large so that it shows up. And then sometimes RunKeeper doesn't exactly have the perfect alignment of the with satellites what, or something. What's actually going on. So we've had some really funny looking trees over the years. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, I don't even know. That's not to say anything of what it looks like. Let's just in this field, just tiptoeing. We're trying to like, like almost like we're looking for treasure doing 10 paces right, <laughs> 10 paces left. And people are probably like, what in the hell are they doing? <laughs> oh, it's too funny. Any Christmas traditions you remember? Um, other than like opening a gift on Christmas Eve, seeing Santa. Nothing strange or out of the ordinary. How about my dad burning rolls every Christmas? (laughs) Well, yes. In later years, that would become a tradition we look forward to every year. (laughs) So we'd always have to buy a backup set of rolls that he wouldn't burn. Well, yeah, it's the sacrificial, Mm -hmm. the the ones you donate to um, the The Christmas gods. The king's Hawaiian guy. I I guess his king is uh, King Kamehameha, I guess. Tiki's. Right, the King Kamehameha's... (laughs) 
share. <laughs> like like pouring one for your homies. <laughs> so talking about all these Christmas traditions, we started talking about traditions that have been going on around the world. And um, like Christmas itself, there is a lot of different takes and they're all a little out of the ordinary, I would say. So <laughs> little, can't wait to talk about them. A little bit strange. All right. Well, when we come back, we will talk about odd Christmas traditions. All right. So starting off, thanks to Mashable.com for this list, uh, we found one of my favorite traditions from around the world uh, in parts of Europe and Austria is Krampus. Krampus. Now, what have you heard of Krampus before? Well, I've seen plenty of pictures and he looks scary as hell. <laughs> Yikes. Well, that wouldn't make sense for he is a demon. <laughs> He's got a long tongue and uh, goat-like legs. And uh, there's a scary Christmas movie, I think, called Grumpus <laughs> about him snatching up children. and. Yeah, but it was more of a classic horror story. It wasn't exactly like a Krampus origin story, like I would hope. So tell me more about the actual Krampus. So Krampus, apparently, I, I, there's so many different takes from different parts of the German-speaking world on him. Um, but basically, he is like reverse Santa. Santa's evil twin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so where is Santa is the carrot for discipline, Krampus would be the stick. For if you're <laughs> naughty, not you don't just get coal, this demon-like character comes who's who's set free, who's captured most of the time, who's, mm -hmm. who's set free on Christmas Eve. He's shackled up. Mm -hmm, and, to, and to capture the naughty kids mm -hmm. and either beat them with sticks if they're kind of naughty <laughs> oh, gosh, uh -huh. or put them in his basket and drag them off to hell. Yikes. <laughs> if they're really bad. Well, that's terrifying. <laughs> Better be nice. Uh, I have a little uh, portion here about uh, the tradition in Austria. Do you want to uh, go with that there? All right. Krampus is the evil demon anti-Santa, or maybe even his evil twin. Krampus Night is celebrated on December the 5th, the eve of St. Nicholas Day in Austria and other parts of Europe. People dress as Krampus and roam the streets looking for someone to beat with a stick. Since it is also a night for drinking, the beatings probably don't hurt much. <laughs> <laughs> um... It's still really scary. There, you know how we saw the SantaCon recently in San mm -hmm. Francisco? Thousands and thousands of Santas roaming the streets of San Francisco. Well, in lots of parts of Germany and Austria and stuff, they have a parade of Krampuses. Oh, goody. Drunken Krampuses. Oh, no. Who roam the streets looking for someone to beat with the stick. So you can imagine just... Chaos, right? Yeah, drunken, it sounds like the running of the bulls. Drunken beatings from evil demons. Drunk, stick-toting, horrible people. Wow. Yikes. That's incredible. I'm glad we just have Santa gone here. Mm -hmm. 
All, All right, right, getting to number two on the list that I, I've never heard about until this year. But number two. <laughs> continue, continue. We have from Spain, Cagatillo, which is roughly translated in Catalan, Spain, to the pooping log. Oh, goody. It's kind of like a, the South Park Christmas. Christmas poop. poop. <laughs> it's a poopy Christmas tradition. Aw. All right. Well, this Catalonian custom is celebrated in Spain, where you can buy your own El Cagatillo. This log is hollowed out with legs and a face added. You must feed him every day beginning on December the 8th. Then on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day, put him in the fireplace Beat him with sticks until he poops out small candies, <laughs> fruits, and nuts. When he is through, the final object drop is a salt herring and a garlic bulb or onion. Oh, yeah. There is a traditional song the family can sing to encourage the process. Now, <laughs> we had to look up this song because I needed to know the tune in uh -huh. which it is set to. Uh-huh. Do you remember how it goes? Uh, how would you say this word? I don't know. That's that threw me for a loop. But we. But it goes something like Cagatio, Cagatio, da 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 na 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 na. So basically, it translates to poop log, poop log, hazelnuts and cottage cheese. If you don't poop well, we'll hit you with a stick. Poop log. Yay. Yay. So there's a lot of beating with sticks in these traditions. <laughs> What's up with that? Well, I think they went a little too far with the meaning of Yule log. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, and of course, there's nuts in it. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not corn. So we also saw another video where the cagatillo poops out your Christmas presents so that some people get some nice hiking boots or a drone. <laughs> yeah, he pooped out a drone. That's pretty cool. That was rad. <laughs> you got to feed him well, I guess. So I was I was wondering if we could find a cagatillo log for and start our own tradition. What do you think? Well, we have a Duraflame log here. <laughs> Would that work? We could put googly eyes on it. I think it has to be hollow, isn't it? Oh, that's true. <laughs> put the <laughs> put the nuts in there. <laughs> so I don't know about these traditions. All right, on to the next one. The Kaganir. Kaganir? Right. I'm not sure. But this is another Catalonian tradition where the Kaganir is a Christmas statue found in nativity scenes. The scenes depict the entire town of Bethlehem. And the cogganeer is usually tucked in the corner, far away from Mary and Joseph. The cogganeer needs privacy because he's pooping. <laughs> <laughs> there are quite a few explanations for this custom, but none of them have been confirmed as the original. Wow. <laughs> so, so in a nativity scene, I guess it's not complete unless you have a little pooping boy that's sitting in the corner. Um, well, he's he's more of popping a squat. He's got his <laughs> pants down, and he's up, and they have a little. He looks like the poop emoji, a little nice little swirl, mm -hmm. brown poopy swirl. Mm -hmm. um, to me, for some place as worried about things being sacrilegious <laughs> as Spain, it seems a little odd that you'd have that. 
I again I, another tradition I'd be happy to to adopt if we had a nativity scene hanging around somewhere, or if we saw one out and about to add add to it. <laughs> someone's nativity add scene. a little Christmas cheer. <laughs> yes. From around the world. A little Christmas relief. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with a couple more wonderful Christmas traditions from around the The world. world. And we're back. Next up, we have the pickle ornament. All right. Well, this story goes that when German families decorated their Christmas tree, the very last ornament to be hung is usually the Christmas pickle. It's usually a glass blown ornament that has been passed down throughout the generations. So it's kind of tucked away in a hard to see spot, but it's green after all. So it's hard for people to find it. The first child who finds the pickle on Christmas morning gets a special gift and good luck the next year. The trouble with this legend is that people in Germany were unfamiliar with it. In fact, my cousin, who's lived in Germany her whole life, it was very confused by what the heck this Christmas pickle thing is all about. (laughs) Glass tree ornaments were indeed made in Germany in the shapes of fruits and vegetables and other objects. These ornaments became very popular in America when Woolworths began importing them in 1880s. An old German legend no doubt helped to sell more glass ornaments. (laughs) So we actually have a pickle for our tree. (laughs) How did we come about this pickle? I think I bought it at the Dollar Tree years ago, Mm. but I hide it every year. (laughs) That's a little hide the pickle. (laughs) (laughs) We play a little hide the pickle every year. Sometimes I don't find it uh, oh. <laughs> until I'm taking down the tree. Oh, <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> so it's an interesting tradition. Um, I kind of like the idea, but if it didn't originate in Germany and originated here, it's more of an American tradition. Then we anything. got bamboozled. I think so. We got hornswoggled. <gasps> Swindled, I say. Swindled. <laughs> Yeah, we bought that story hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Huh. All right, moving along, we've got Kentucky Fried Chicken in Japan. What the heck? What does this have to do with Christmas? The celebration of Christmas in Asia usually involves imported Western traditions, but in Japan, those traditions have been shaped by commercial interests. The holiday places special emphasis on romantic love, so it's a day to spend with a sweetheart or a spouse. Bakeries sell Christmas cakes as traditional sweetheart treats. And you might have to make reservations to get a table at KFC. Yes, KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. The fast food franchise let it be known that its fried chicken is traditional for the Christmas feast. So Japan, I guess, decided to buy that hook, line, and sinker. Well, yeah, I mean... I, maybe it was uh, the GI station there. It's the closest thing to Turkey on Christmas. And maybe the United States was very influential during that time. and <laughs> or, <they> would... <laughs> or stores want to sell Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that wouldn't that doesn't sound too bad. I wouldn't mind having a big bucket of KFC on Christmas. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Don't they uh, don't they give you like a butt cake or something these days? 
one for Christmas. <laughs> they used to in Christmas time. I don't know. I haven't been there in probably five years. <laughs> they used to give you like a chocolate lava cake and there was a bucket. It was a whole, like a whole thing. Yeah. It's been a while <laughs> it though. It's been a long, long time. I don't even think, I don't even think they put it in a bucket anymore. What? Yeah. Honestly, like what's, what's the point? It's like in a box. It's in a box or, or a something. Yeah. Don't you remember the big red and white bucket? I assume they still had those. Uh, the, good, the good old days when you could buy ch- fried chicken by the bucket. <laughs> I remember my choir director uh, loved KFC so much. He actually dressed as the colonel for Halloween one year. And <laughs> someone had a nice big bucket of chicken to give him that he could walk around with all day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that ruled. <laughs> Eating it and everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, number six <laughs> is... Um, Inappropriate, to say the least. Yeah, I have trouble talking about this one. Uh, why don't you go ahead? Um, okay, well, this is a tradition in the Nordic uh, areas, Sweden, the Netherlands, ne- Netherlands, and um, you know, it's the other one, Norway. Mm-hmm. And it's the tradition of Zwart Piet, which I think translates to Black Piet. Great. Zwart Pete or Black Peter is Santa's helper in the Netherlands. Stinker Claus, <laughs> sounds like he smells, arrives on the eve of St. Nicholas Day in a steamship with his slave, Zwart Pete, portrayed in public processions in several cities. Now, on pictures, uh, we kind of saw that this just looks like someone that's put charcoal on their face. (laughs) We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Since about 1850, children who don't behave during the year were told that Black Peter might take them back to Spain, where Stinker Claus lives. The The racist aspects of this custom have been downplayed in recent decades. I wonder why. (laughs) And the tale of Black Peter now describes him as a chimney sweep instead of a slave, which explains the blackened face. That's what you got to admit. That's a great explanation offhand. It's like, um... Boom! It's a chimney, chimney sweep. <laughs> Boom! Got it. Never, never mind that he that his clothes are usually not dirty either, which is another hallmark of a chimney sweep. So yeah, uh, so it's still controversial to say the least in these countries, but um, they still do the parade. Okay. <laughs> Look, we're just telling you about it, folks. <laughs> we don't celebrate here ourselves. <laughs> that is one we will not be adopting. Oh, okay. So next on our list <laughs> is from good old America, the USA. How? <laughs> We're talking about the television Yule Log. <laughs> <laughs> the Yule Log is a tradition that dates back hundreds of years. I guess kind of like the Kagatia. Mm-hmm. Huh? The Yule Log on TV is a relatively new tradition for those who have no fireplace to burn their own log. WPIX in New York has broadcast 24 hours of a burning fireplace on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day since 1966. The original film was shot at Gracie Mansion, but a carpet fire during the filming (laughs) made the mayor 
wary of a reshoot a few years later, so the loop has now been filmed in California. <laughs> Who would have thought that that would be such an interesting story? Um, I believe we've seen this place on Ghost Adventures. Uh-huh. Uh, we have. It's in New York City. Mm-hmm. So, And George Washington hung out there or something. So they almost burned down George Washington's New York home. For a televised Yule log. So do you think that they were literally broadcasting a live burning fireplace for 24 hours by stoking the fire, et cetera? Or do you think they were putting it in some sort of loop like they probably do now? Um, I don't know. I don't think they could possibly keep the Yule log going that time, all that time without it switching. So my guess is they filmed the burning of one Yule log mm-hmm. and then looped it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm guessing it's Christmas Eve. Maybe someone's doing a little drinking on the job. Didn't see the embers. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you don't have a screen up on a fireplace, it is really dangerous. I know that fire embers have jumped out of the fireplace mm-hmm. and could potentially cause a problem. So, so if you're hitting that nog pretty hard and maybe a little sleepy, maybe not notice it. Maybe you want to turn on the TV Yule log <laughs> instead of lighting your own at home. <laughs> we actually do enjoy this tradition, I think, from yeah. time to time. During Christmas, when you don't want to be focused too much on the television, you could put something in the background that sounds warm and crackly. Put the Yule log on. Mm-hmm. Put the uh, Christmas tunes. The old days we put on coast, but now we just uh, ask Pandora. the the robot to Pandora. The next tradition, I'm sorry, is is just is bonkers. I mean, I'm speechless. Uh, It's called Mari. I think it's Lloyd. Mari Lloyd. Yeah. So Mari Lloyd is an old midwinter custom in Wales. Uh, It's a holdover from the pagan celebrations before Christmas was even introduced. Um, So Mary Lloyd means gray mare in English. In its purest form, uh, the tradition involves the arrival of a horse at its party and at the door of the house or the pub wherever they sing in several introductory verses then comes the battle of wits known as the poiko poiko in which the people inside the door and the mari party outside exchange challenges and insults in rhyme like a rap battle so, yeah it's a rap i was just going to say it's basically a rap battle <laughs> <laughs> and the two insult each other in this rap battle until one of them beats the other one. So the creepiest part about this, though, by far is uh, the horse is not an actual horse. Uh, sometimes it's someone carrying a horse's skull attached to a pole <laughs> or wearing a horse head to walk in (laughs) through the door (laughs) concealed by sheets so and so they're holding a skull on a pole and they're wrapped in sheets so they basically look like um the ghost of christmas future but with a horse skull (laughs) is the best way i could describe it and it kind of reminds me of like trick-or-treating like coming to someone's door and wearing a costume and only for your trick-or-treating for drinks instead of trick-or-treating for 
treats. And you're saying mean things to each other in song verse back and forth <laughs> and back and forth. Uh, I highly advise looking this up on YouTube as we did. And there is a great reel from the BBC from like the 1960s. It's mm-hmm. grainy and black and white. And it shows the tradition happen. And it's really something and very, very creepy. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, yeah. To all the uh, Mari Lloyd people out there, don't mean to offend. It's just wow. <laughs> it's, it's a strange tradition. I it's a really it's a lot to absorb all at once. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break and wrap up our final thoughts on Christmas traditions. back so wacky christmas traditions so that was quite the list there what do you think definitely well i know this year i'm going to be getting myself a bucket of fried chicken Mm -hmm. i'll be uh heading over to the (laughs) cognitio uh (laughs) pooping log Mm -hmm. hoping for my very own christmas garlic bulb or onion (laughs) or drone uh hiding our very uh First Christmas pickle, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know, maybe putting on a horse head and going door to door. You know, when I was looking up this stuff, I saw, um, you know, how Google gives shows you other suggestions. One of them was uh, Mari Lloyd L.A. So <gasps> there might be. It exists here. It Maybe. This year. I could see them doing that like downtown L.A., Arts District, maybe. I'd want to take pictures of that. That sounds incredible. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so whatever crazy Christmas traditions you might have yourself, I hope you guys enjoy. Yeah, we hope you uh, break out the Yule log and make some wacky traditions of your own. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Ho, ho, ho. So thanks for listening to the olgeenscene.com podcast today. Merry Christmas to you and your families. And for more, you can find us on iTunes or our blog is at olgeenscene.com. Cognatio, cognatio, hazelnuts and cottage cheese. If you don't poop well, I'll hit you with a stick. Cognatio, cognatio. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.